going well. I read my Bible regularly. I pray often. I go to church. Or perhaps some of you might say, you know, I I don't think it's going all that well. I just can't seem to find the time to read my Bible. I just don't pray very often. I rarely go to church. And there's just this one sin that keeps getting me over and over again. And see, I think it's often easy for us to view walking with God as something that's more about how we're doing or perhaps what we're doing. Am I reading the Bible? Am I praying? Am I going to church? Is there a sin that I'm struggling with? Perhaps this way of thinking has sometimes led us down a road of guilt or shame. Has anyone here ever thought things like, man, I just can't believe that I'm going back to God with the same sin? I just feel so guilty. I've let him down so many times. God just must be getting tired of me. And friends, if you've ever felt like that, or maybe you even feel like that right now today, I want to be the first to tell you that God does not get tired of you. And more than just me, our passage tells you that. Our passage tells us what fellowship with God is and what it is not. Or in other words, our passage shows us what it means to walk with God. And I hope and I pray that by the end of this sermon, you'll know what that means and that you'll know why walking with him is the best and only true way to live. So if you have your Bible, would you turn with me now to 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 to 10. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. We're going to break this up into three sections today. And the reason we're going to do that is because a lot of these verses are parallel with each other. So we'll see that verse five, it starts with the foundation. It starts with the message of who God is. God is light. Then in verses 6, 8, and 10, we'll see what walking with God is not. And in 7 and 9, we'll see what walking with God is. So starting from verse 5, point number 1, it comes straight from the text. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. This is the message that John has heard from Jesus. And what he means here is that God is perfectly good and perfectly righteous. There's not even a single percentage of God that is evil. Have any of you here ever been to the mine on Bell Island? Or maybe another mine for that matter? If you haven't been, maybe you've seen one on TV. And you've probably noticed that when you enter a mine, it's dark. I mean, it, it is underground after all, right? And without any light, you can't see anything. But As soon as the light comes on, whether that's like a match or a flashlight, the light exposes what is true. The darkness, it starts to disappear. The light overcomes it. You can see the mine, you can see the rocks, you can see everything. 
If we understand the interaction here between the light and darkness, we can begin to understand how God's goodness interacts with evil. See, when God's goodness is confronted with evil of any kind, God wins. God is perfectly good, just like in that mind where the light is, there's no darkness. It won't be there. And another property of the light is that the light exposes what is true. In the darkness of a mind, everything is hidden. You wouldn't be able to see what kind of rock is there, what mineral is there. If there was a pile of gold that was 10 feet in front of you, you you wouldn't be able to see it. It would be hidden. But as soon as that light shines, everything is revealed, the good, the bad, and the ugly. In the same way, God exposes what is true, and all truth can only be seen through God. John Piper puts it like this. He says, In other words, God is light means that God is the source and measure of all that is true. Another way to put it would be that nothing is truly understood until it is understood in the light of God. The message is that God is 100% good, 100% righteous, and 100% true. God will never tell a lie. God will never do anything that is unjust. God will never do anything that is unloving. He will never do anything that is wrong. And that's period. That's it. And the good news of this passage, the good news is that we can have fellowship with that God. We can have fellowship with him. And what I mean by that is that we can walk with him. We can have a relationship with him. We can know him personally in a relationship where he loves us perfectly. A relationship in which God is our father and we get to be his children. And in this relationship, because God is light, he will guide you, he will tell you the truth, he will give you rest, he will give you peace, he will give you purpose, and he will give you meaning. With God in that relationship, in God you will have everything you need, And in that relationship, you have all you need to be eternally joyful. All because God is light and in him is no darkness whatsoever. And in our world full of darkness, we need to know him. If you had to live in a mind, would you want to live in the darkness without a light? I know I wouldn't. I would need the light in order to live. And friends, that is what it means in every way to truly live. To live life is to know God as Father and to walk with Him. So how do we do that? What does walking with God look like in our lives? And the answer? Well, friends, that's what John begins to tell us from verses 6 to 10. He tells us what walking with God is not in 6, 8, and 10. And then he shows us what walking with God is in 7 and 9. So from verse 6, walking with God is not walking in darkness. Walking with God is not walking in darkness. And if God is light and there's no darkness in him, then this makes logical sense. You're not walking with God in light if you're in the dark. If, if you're in that mind, just think about it. If you're in a place that's dark, then you're not in the light. So naturally, walking in darkness is what it means to live life without knowing God. You're living, you're not living in his light. The opposite of living in God's light is to live in sin. It's to live in lies 
And really, it's not to live, but it's to die. And the punishment for evil, it's ultimately death. And people who are walking in darkness, they're going to die in their sin. John Piper concludes that walking in darkness is this. He says, Walking in darkness means being controlled by desires for this world instead of desires for God. And Calvary, this is something that we see in our city. 89.9% of St. John's as of 2011 would claim to be Christian. And well, by definition, if you're claiming to be Christian, then you're claiming to have fellowship with God. Yet they live in darkness. They walk in darkness. They live in sin and desire the things of the world. And you might be thinking, Dave, you're being harsh here. But friends, only 1% of our city would attend an evangelical church. And the point here isn't that church is what's going to save you or that church is what the secret answer is to having fellowship with God. But the point is that there are so many people in our midst who would claim to be Christian, but they never step foot in his church. Are those people really desiring the things of God? If I were telling you about my marriage and I said, you know, me and Leanne, we're best kind. Things are great. Our marriage, it's fantastic. I never see her. I do all the things she hates. And the things that she likes, I avoid those like the plague. (laughs) Would you look at me and believe me when I said our marriage was fantastic? You wouldn't. And you'd be right not to. So Calvary, this is why we need to spread the gospel. The point isn't to be judgmental, but it's to be loving. Loving with the truth. That is what John is doing here in this text. Those who walk in darkness do not have fellowship with him. And if they think they do, well, they're living a lie. And this is why we must be lights in our city, because it's in darkness. People need the gospel. There are neighborhoods like Kilbride that have 12,000 people with no gospel presence. None. So this is why we have Milo and Mission. This is why we have KCC, to spread the message, to spread the gospel to a city that claims fellowship with God, yet it walks in darkness. Walking with God is not walking in darkness. And walking with God is not denying your sin. Walking with God is not denying your sin. Verses 8 and 10. If you claim to have no sin, well, you're not walking with God. And the reasoning, it's fairly simple. It's because claiming not to have sin, it's, it's a lie. It's just not true. Everyone here does not love God as they should. And everyone here fails God, fails each other, and ultimately fails themselves. I know I do. When it comes down to it, I can be pretty selfish Just ask Leanne. It affects her. For instance, if I'm feeling tired and I get lazy and I decide that I'm just going to sit at home and watch television all night or play video games and I don't do the things that I told Leanne I was going to do, I don't live up to the responsibility that I have, well, that hurts her. My selfishness gets in the way of me loving her and that's sin. And I know that I have messed up and I know that I will and that's just the truth because I am a sinner. We all are. And, well, if you claim not to be, I'm sorry to tell you, but that's a lie. 
And this isn't walking with God because he is light. And remember, the light exposes the truth. Remember, when you're in a dark mind, if that light gets turned on, whatever the light shines on, you can see it. You can see the rocks. You can see the people who are with you. You can see what the light touches. It's no longer hidden in the dark. Walking with God does not look like hiding your sin in darkness. And friends, the opposite of claiming to have no sin is also not what walking with God looks like. If you're here today and you think that you're basically a good person, I'm sorry to break you the news, but that's just not true. And maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking, you know what, okay, fair enough. I'm not perfect. I've done some bad in my life, but, you know, the good things, they really outweigh the bad. And often, if you knew what the bad things I did were, or bad things that I do are, you would know that it's because of other factors why I do them. It's not really my fault. My goodness is still basically better than the bad things that I do. But, friends, unfortunately, that's also not true. Claiming that, you, that you're more or less a good person, as tempting as it is, that's not what true fellowship looks like. It's another way that we try to claim and not have sin, or try to claim to not have sin. Charles Spurgeon summed this up well. He said, The natural tendency of our heart is to try to appear what we are not. We all more or less struggle against this tendency. Love of approval, rightly checked and kept in order, has its uses, but often it pushes people to pretend to be better than they are. The Lord cannot stand with us on the platform of seeming and appearance, but only on the ground of what we really are. We must therefore judge ourselves severely. If we do not, our natural tendency to falseness will lead us to delude ourselves into the foolish belief that we are what we proudly represent ourselves to be. And friends, it's so easy to delude yourselves this way. It's so easy for me to do it. And I do it even in the way that I drive. When I'm on the road, I know that I am the best driver that's out there. And everything I do, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm, I'm perfect. For instance, if I'm driving on the highway and somebody flies by me, driving way too fast, I'm very quick to go, what the heck is that guy doing? He's driving way too fast. But then in five minutes, when I'm driving behind a snail, what do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> You best believe I'm going to get out in that lane. I'm going to drive way too fast and fly by him. But friends, it's okay when I do it because it, it's not my fault. It was really the guy in front of me's fault. He was the guy who was driving like a turtle. <laughs> the point is that I'm not always a good driver, even though I always make myself out to be one. And as a warning out of love for you and for me, let's not live our lives like I drive my car. Let's not pretend that we're good people when we're not. Don't claim to have no sin. And don't claim to have never sinned. That's also not what walking with God looks like. Just look at verse 10. If you claim to have not sinned, then you make God a liar. How? Because God tells us in his word that we have sinned. 
For instance, Romans 3.23, it says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If you deny that you have sin, you're lying to yourself. And if you deny that you have never sinned, then you make God the liar. And friends, if you make God the liar, then clearly you're not in fellowship with God. Walking with God is not denying your sin. And at this point, some of you might be sitting here thinking that this does not sound like good news. You might be struggling with the tension of our sin and the message that God is light. And like I've already mentioned, maybe you're struggling with the fact that you just keep falling back into sin. You just feel so guilty and you struggle with it. You struggle with your failures. And going back to God with the same thing again. But let me remind you once again that God has never and will never get tired of you running to him. He will never stop loving you. Let me remind you and maybe tell some of you for the first time what walking with God really looks like. Walking with God is walking in the light. Walking with God is walking in the light. See this in verse 7. And the opposite of not walking with God in darkness is, well, to walk in light. We walk in the light as he is in the light, meaning that we desire the things of God more. We desire goodness instead of evil. We desire truth instead of lies. And practically, John tells us that this looks like fellowship with each other. Walking in the light results in having loving relationships with other people who are in the light. And this fellowship with other people looks like community that's united by Christ. And in order to walk in the light and to live in it, you need to first come out of the darkness. If you're in that mind and it's full of darkness and you're walking in it, well, you're not just going to suddenly be walking in light. You need to find the light. And this is like marriage. When I got married almost three months ago now, it was a great day and many of you were with me there and it was great to see you. But ever since then, I've been living as a husband. Before that, I never did. Before I got married, before my wedding day, I wasn't a husband. I had to become a husband before I could start living as one. And in the same way to walk in the light, you you need to come to the light. And as sinners, there's only one way that we come into the light. And that is through Jesus, the Son of God. And this is what he says in John 14, verse 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And once you put your trust in him, you begin walking in the light with God. You can have a relationship with the Father as Father just because Jesus has cleansed you from all of your sin. And when you're in the light, you're not in darkness. God is light and in him is no darkness. There's none. When you enter the Bell Island mine, you're you're either in dark or you're in the light. And when we walk with him as he is in the light, We have a relationship with God. Our sin has been cleansed and our darkness has been overcome by his light. It has been overcome because Jesus' perfect life and death on the cross was stronger than our failures. 
And on that cross, when Jesus died, he paid for all of your sin. That is past, that is present, and that is future. That means that every time that you act selfishly, that every time you hurt your wife, your husband, or your kids, that every time you look at pornography, or every time that you lie, and every time that you have and will ever sin, that Jesus died and paid for that. He paid for your sin. And friends, this is what frees us and enables us to come into the light. We come only by Jesus, only by his strength, and only by his sacrifice. And we live in the light, trusting and believing in him. And we know that we can always have fellowship with God for this very reason. This is like what Steve told us last week. We are eternally secure. And this is how we know, because Jesus paid for our sin. We know that we have eternal life with God walking in the light because his light is stronger than our darkness. Our fellowship with God, it's founded on what Jesus did on the cross for us, not what we do for him. It is by his strength that we have been cleansed from our sin, not our own. And guys, this is why we sing songs like Living Hope. Just listen to the words of the first two verses of the song. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness, it tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished. The end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages has stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken. I am forgiven. And the King of kings, he calls me his own. Beautiful Savior, I am. And yours forever. In Jesus Christ, my living hope. See, friends, walking in the light, it looks like living life with true hope. It looks like trusting Jesus. And friends, to be clear, the application of this is not that we can live life committing all the sin that we want as if it doesn't matter. The way we live, it still matters. What it looks like to live in in the light is to live more like Jesus. Living in the light looks like desiring and doing things God's way. And if you treat your sin as if it doesn't matter, well, you're, you're still walking in darkness. Because ultimately, you're not desiring the things of God. You're still desiring the things of the world. And the application here also isn't that we can claim not to have sin anymore because that's just not true. We're sinners. But we're sinners who have been saved by Jesus and we are sinners who have been brought into the light. 
And the right application is that we need to practice confessing our sins. Walking with God is confessing your sins. Having fellowship with him means that we should confess. We need to live in the truth. We need to live in the light. And that includes the truth about who we are and the truth that we still sin. And the reason that this is an important part of walking with God is because when we're truthful about our sin, when we confess, we recognize our need for Jesus. And when we confess, we trust him knowing that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And why? Because Jesus has paid for all of your sin. And since Jesus paid for your sin, he never gets tired of you going to him. He never stops loving you. And friends, he will never leave you. No matter how many times you fail, no matter how big your failure is, he will never leave, he will never stop loving, and he never gets tired of you. And this is like my relationship with Leanne. Even though we are newly married, I know that I'm going to mess up. I know that I already have. I'll do things that hurt her. I will act in ways that are unloving. But I don't fear that she's going to stop loving me. I don't fear that she's going to leave me. And I don't have to be afraid that she's not going to forgive me for the things that I do wrong. And friends, how much more can we trust Jesus? He is faithful and he is just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness because his light is stronger than our darkness. In Calvary, this is why we have called a confession every Sunday. Our time of confession is so that we can practice walking with God in the light, confessing the truth that we sin and that we need his forgiveness. We confess to say that I am a sinner and I have failed again. But God, you are true. God, you are loving and you are light. And through Jesus, you have brought a wretch like me out of the darkness into the light. And you are faithful and just to forgive my sin and cleanse me from my unrighteousness. Thank you. Forgive me, Lord, and help me to walk in your ways and to become more and more like you. See, walking with God looks like confessing your sins and being truthful about who you are, who God is, and what Jesus has done for you. And friends, if there is one thing that you take away today, if there's one thing that I can get you to live with this week, get this. Walking with God in the light is the best and only true way to live. Walking with God in the light is the best and only true way to live. It's only in his light that we can truly live. By walking with him, you can live in relationship with him. A relationship where we get to be free from the slavery and guilt of our sin 
And that's because God has set us free. We can start to see the way God sees the world. We can desire him and not the world, free from our sin. And in the light, we go to him. We go to him with our greatest failures and our greatest successes, and we know that his reaction is the same. He is always there to love us. He is always there to guide us, to cleanse us and forgive us. There's really no better news than the news that we can walk with him. And friends, unlike the world, we have everything in God. God can actually satisfy our desires because he is light. His goodness, his love, his patience, his peace, and his joy will surely satisfy you and me for all of eternity. So friends, with this good news, let's walk with him. Let's walk with God. We've seen what it means to walk without him versus what it means to walk with him. To walk without him is to walk in darkness. With him, to walk in the light. Would you rather be in that mine with a light or without one? Would you rather live your life with God who is fully holy, who is fully good and true in the light? Or would you rather live life based on your own strength, hiding your sin in the dark? And for those of you who are in the light, for those of you who know Jesus and trust him, continue to trust him and continue to walk in the light. Continue to follow Jesus and desire to be like him. Calvary, let the result of us walking in the light be fellowship with each other. Let's love and serve the people in this church. If there's somebody sitting next to you who needs encouragement this week, then encourage them. If they need a hand with something, then lend them a hand. And if you don't know people here, then ask them out for a coffee or ask them out for nachos. And friends, never forget, never forget that our walk with God in the light isn't about our own successes and failures. Without Jesus, we are incapable of walking in the light. But because of his death, because he has cleansed us from all of our sin, we can walk in the light. And because of Jesus, it's safe for us to confess. So friends, confess. Not because you've somehow entered back into the dark and need God to save you again, but so that you can practice living out the truth and trust in Jesus. The truth that I am a sinner and I deserved to stay in the dark. But Jesus paid the penalty of my sin in my place, so now I know that I am free to walk with God. And lastly, friends, as we walk with him, let's praise him for his goodness, praise him for his love, praise him for his sacrifice, and praise him because he is light. Let's pray. Father, thank you for everything that you are and everything that you do for us. Thank you for sending your son to come and pay for our sins. 
Lord, I pray and hope that my friends, my, my fellow church members here would have heard a better sermon than I could have preached. Or Lord, I pray that the, your word would speak to their hearts. Lord, my words can do nothing apart from you. So Lord, as we go on with this week, would these people rejoice and know you in the light. And Lord, if there's anyone who's in the darkness now, would you speak to their hearts? Would you get them to ask myself or Pastor Steve or somebody after this service, ask their questions talk, so that we can tell them about Jesus more. So Lord, be with us as we go into our Sunday and our week. And Lord, thank you for your son. In Jesus' name, amen.